Today we have Tommy Caruso. Uh, I asked Tommy here today to talk about his background and his learning journey so far. I find Tommy's story, background, and strategies for learning to be extremely interesting. And so um, I, I wanted him to share that with the larger community here. Uh, I think in particular, there's a couple aspects of his background and current situation that is very interesting. Besides being uh, obviously a very, very good student here at Launch School, he's concurrently uh, going through a computer science program. And um, so I wanted him to talk about that in a little bit. But um, before we get there, uh, Tommy also has a, just a, a, a lot of background in the, the military. And so he's retired. And after he retired from the military, decided to uh, find a path to programming, right? And so I kind of wanted you to, Tommy, maybe talk about that a little bit, what that journey was like, and, you know, perhaps even why you decided to, uh, or how you came to programming, and, and how, how did you, and wh what did you do, and how long did that take, and uh, what was the initial impetus there for you? All right, awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the opportunity to come here and kind of share my, my story, my journey. Um, definitely, uh, at 17 years old, I joined the, uh, joined the military and, um, so roughly two years ago, uh, after 20 years of service, I retired and I really wasn't hundred percent sure on what I was going to do. Um, after I retired, uh, I, I had some planning mechanisms in place and some things just, just didn't line up. Actually, to be honest with you, I think I was going to start my own business doing lawn care and whatnot. And I wow. realized, yeah, that my body was just, uh, I mean, I stayed in pretty good shape, but it was just working outside. It felt like I was starting over. You know, I think I did that type of stuff when I was 17. And so I had this pile of money that had been waiting for me, uh, through the GI bill, uh, for me to go back to school. I'd been to school quite a few times during my service. Um, and then get moved, you know, to where I couldn't finish school. So I'd stopped and started many times. Um, and I decided to kind of go back to school and I got in a conversation with a buddy of mine, um, who's actually a, uh, uh, he's a director of engineering for a medium sized, uh, company that does uh, Ruby and rails has a Ruby and rails application. And he, you know, one of those long distance friends who didn't know, really know exactly what I did in the uh, service. And I, he asked me what, what did I really do. And I think my response was like, I said, I solve problems. I mean, at the end of the day, if you boil it all down, that's what I did. And he said, you should become a programmer. Uh, he says, that's what programmers do. We solve problems. And what, what started out as more of an anecdotal joke. Uh, I started to look into it. He sent me a link to, to code Academy or code Academy and told me to look into Ruby and I did. It was, and it was very interesting. I, at that time, I felt like I couldn't program. I felt like my brain wasn't wired that way. It just, it's just not how my brain worked. This um, is two years ago, roughly. This, yeah, yeah, about two years ago. Okay. Um, I actually have an older brother who is a, uh, a web developer, had been for years, and anytime he tried to talk to me about any of that, I just felt like he was speaking a foreign language. And uh, so. And that's kind of where the computer science piece came in. I think traditional um, thought process kicked in. I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I need a computer science degree. And I had this, this money allocated for me to go back to school. So I kind of picked up that, that path um, and, and started to go, started a computer science program. And then I decided that uh, based on feedback from multiple sources, lots of research, I was going to teach myself 
how to program in the meantime. And uh, so what started out as a, like I said, a casual conversation between friends became a reality for me. It became something that I was um, really going to, to pursue. And honestly, I ate, drank, and slept um, coding for for forever. I mean, I, I think I still do at, at this point. So, so but, two years ago, you were sort of got the idea planted in your head, and then mm-hmm. you started in, uh, exploring all these um, introduction to programming resources, right? And, right, and right. how long was that phase for before you you started? kind of being more serious and i suppose for you you had a definite start date which is the start date of your computer science program right 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 so i I started the computer science program um that this was probably december january time frame two years ago and then um it was like that spring i started the computer science program and I think in that time, I, I played with, uh, like I said, Code Academy, read That's a couple really of... fast. So within, what, th- th- three, four months or so? Mm-hmm. Of, of sort of, like you said, if someone were to mention any code technical concepts, it would just be completely over your head to diving into a, a full-blown CS program. Right. Well, I mean, the, here's the irony. I had so much college credits um already i think i transferred in 154 credits semester hours now they didn't all plug into the degree but i had enough that it dropped me in as a junior Mm -hmm. so it was trial by fire but the computer science programs you i assume you had to start from the beginning right so the 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 credits were were mostly non programming courses that you got credited for right and so correct all my gen ads and so how was your work. how were your first couple of classes like were you able to handle it and feel pretty good about it or was it you know diving into the deep end a little bit um luckily i had a couple of um really low-key courses to begin with um one was um it was supposed to be a object-oriented programming, but honestly, it was here's a book on on Python, learn Python, um, and there was a little bit of OOP mixed into it, but for the most part, it was pretty pretty manageable. Um, luckily, I'd been learning a little bit of Ruby and Python. And Ruby were very similar, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it wasn't too far removed from say going through um, the equivalent in um, in like Code Academy, to right. be honest. Was, right. The class was kind of weak sauce. but And that was spring of last year, so 2015, uh, uh, spring of last year. And then, and then um, so what, I guess, what brought you to launch? Or what brought you, obviously, you were looking for something, and, and you know, outside of that computer science program. Right. So, okay, and in the meantime, I started pairing with that friend of mine, and we jumped right into Rails. And it was like getting information from a fire hose because here I am, you know, pairing with this guy who's been programming in, in you know, rails for, for years and he's explaining stuff. And it's just like, I have no clue. I can barely hang on to the conversation. Um, and I thought, well, it'll get better with time. You know, it's, it's right. just going to, you know, I'm learning this stuff in college and whatnot. And I learned really quickly that the stuff I was learning in college was not preparing me um, technically. I was they didn't have any tactical ability. 
Um, I noticed that I would do a tutorial. I'd go through the tutorial, you know, a couple weeks and I'd open up a blank editor and I would just stare at it. I, I couldn't do anything on my own. And in a pairing session, he turned the keyboard over to me and I would freeze. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, why can't I do anything? So I knew that I, had to, I was missing a, a vital piece. And this is where my military kind of kicked in, where we have a lot of technical training. And I knew that that's what I needed. I needed something hands-on. Um, I was getting the theory. I was getting the logic in my computer science. Um, my During my pairing, we kind of switched over into more of a tools where I was learning Vim and Tmux and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, this vital piece is missing. So I started to research um, boot camps, mm -hmm. um, more with the emphasis of going to it after I graduated. You know, I was looking for in-residence boot camps. Mm -hmm. But then I came across, uh, I came across Tea Leaf um, towards the beginning of the journey. I thought there was like three courses mm -hmm. where they kind of stair-stepped you. And I thought that looks pretty cool. And I had um, um, thought, the, it was, you guys were high on my list to come and look at for after I graduated. Um, and then I was like feeling really just like lost. Like I was really missing this type of piece. And I felt like when I graduated from school, I was still going to be two years behind the power curve uh, ready. Um, so I just started looking to see what, what sort of online options were. And then boom, I find launch school. Um, and it's like, okay, so this is an online option. And I started kind of reading through the documentation and it was an interesting approach because it was almost telling me that I, if I wasn't coming to this for these reasons, X, Y, and Z, that I was looking in the wrong place. And I thought, wait a minute, I'll, I'll decide if this is for me or not, you know? Right. Um, and, um, but then something kind of really jumped out at me. And there was a phrase in there, and I'm, I don't want to quote it. I'm going to get it wrong. But it was something like, by the time you're done here, we're not going to teach you a framework. You'll understand how to build your own. And, and I, I probably slaughtered exactly the, the verbiage on that. Right, right. But, it, but it really resonated with me. I thought, that's what I'm missing. That's the technical prowess that I need. And, right, because you know, using frameworks is fairly easy, right? You, mm -hmm. As you found out, and I think many people do, as I speak with prospective students, there seems to be a pretty a common theme where if somebody has already gone through an experience that you went through, which is diving deep into or diving into the deep end um, and just getting overwhelmed, uh, most of the time it's through something like Rails or you know some framework mm -hmm. and, and not being able to understand any of it. Right or understand just a small fraction of it, but yet you have this Facebook clone, which is uh, is a weird feeling. <laughs> it feel it's, it, it's like you you have something, but you don't understand how any of it works. Exactly. Um, and that that's sort of the opposite of what we want, right? And so when I talk to people and they have already gone through that experience, uh, they know exactly what we're talking about. And they say yes, exactly. This is this is what I've been looking for. Whereas if I talk to somebody who has not yet done that, right, they'll they'll sort of just say, well, okay, but will I be able to build apps at the end, right? They keep asking these questions that just shows that they haven't yet experienced that, and it's almost like you have to go through that pain first. Um, to appreciate what we're doing here at Launch School, which is a little bit different, right? It's a little different than just build apps uh, real quick. And I know, uh, so let me go back to sort of your, how you found us or, or when you found us. I know that when you first came, because uh, you've been with us for a while now, about eight months or so. And 
when you first came, it wasn't really for this idea of learning to mastery, right? It wasn't this uh, learn one thing well before learning another. But and I know that I just through talking to you over the past few months, you you did have like this transition, right, to sort of adapt to that mindset. Sure. You want to talk about that a little bit? How how that you came to that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that I was in the traditional mode of, you know, digesting information to like where I can regurgitate it and move on. And it actually hit me early on through the program that I was missing something. First of all, I got really, really psyched out about this concept of an assessment and this live coding um, that, that you guys were going to evaluate my ability to uh, perform what I'm, what I'm having, what I'm learning here. And I noticed like in the beginning with like the exercises and stuff, I would look at it. I'd say, yeah, I understand what's going on there and click move to the next one. Um, yeah, I understand the, how this works. Okay. Click to the next one. And, um, and then it kind of hit me that there's no way I was gaining the ability to apply it, you know, and, uh, the, you have to have an, an application, level of understanding the ability to apply this information and honestly i think it was like um when we started talking about like variable scoping it was kind of that early on that i realized i was missing the boat there was all these general concepts with programming that were applicable across the board so to multiple languages and um you know past my value i i was just like wait a minute i've been studying this stuff on my own for a year or better than a year at this point. Uh, I've been through, you know, countless number of tutorials. Um, I, I've read a, a dozen books and I'm just now realizing that there's this whole variable scoping rules. And this is why this works when I, when I do it a certain way and it doesn't work when I do it another way. I just thought, you know, I was getting lucky when I, when I was mm-hmm. going through it and something actually worked. I didn't really understand exactly why it worked. It really caused me to kind of slow down and um, say, I, it's like the whole brain surgeon concept. You, you don't want the brain surgeon who made it through school fastest, you know, right, right. You exactly. Doogie Hauser to be your brain surgeon necessarily. Um, you want the person who's seen it all, done it all, and uh, nothing's going to surprise them. So I started to kind of slow down and really kind of soak up. Um, these concepts, you know, right. Cause there's so much depth, right? So even something as simple as, you know, X equals, you know, hello or something like that. It, there's so much depth to every little expression and Ruby being such an expressive language or any, any higher level language, right. It, it is packed with assumptions and, mm-hmm. uh, that friendly syntax, Right. That's what a higher level language is. It's friendly syntax. Right. We don't have to allocate memory. Right. We don't have to uh, take care of a lot of these uh, clean up, tear down code. Um, so one line does a ton of work behind the scenes. And we have to really understand the subtle subtlety there and the nuance there. Right. To really understand mm-hmm. what's happening. So we have a very specific goal, which is when you get to something like Rails, right, any sort of framework or integrated um, environment, you can take apart what you're looking at line by line, letter by letter, and understand it. So so that being the goal means that we have to have a fanatical attention to detail every step of the way. And that's the whole premise behind mastery-based learning. 
and I think sometimes learning this way is difficult, especially if you're coming from traditional education, right? And it just requires an attention to detail. And I, you know, it's one of those things easy to say, but it's it's hard to really do. And a lot of times, I feel like it's just study habits, right? Um, uh, well, there's, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. There's a, I, I don't think that traditional education rewards the inquisitive mind. Uh, traditional education says, here's the information you need, understand it, regurgitate it to me later. And as long as you can do that, you've passed and mm -hmm. move on to the next stage. Right. But not really enough space in there to ask questions and to go beyond what is on the page in front of you. And really, that's what you need to do. Um, right. It's, it's so much, so the mastery-based program not just re rewards the inquisitive mind, it requires it. it. Requir yeah, absolutely. I think another hard part is in the beginning, um, if you think about the knowledge components that we're trying to build up, right? So we're saying learn A well, then learn B well, mm -hmm. then learn C well sort of separately. And then we start to combine them A, B, right? And then A, B, C. And in order to learn those combined concepts and rails would be something like, you know, a through Z, like all combined, right. <laughs> Plus some mm -hmm. numbers. Um, but in order to understand the components when they're already integrated, you have to learn a well and learn it so well, right. So that you can turn it around, identify backwards and forwards. And so that, I think that's really frustrating because you're there for so long because you have to know a topic, a, so well. So when you first thing you do is you come in to a mastery-based program, you're going to learn topic A. To what depth? To an extreme level of depth, right? So that you stand a chance later on to 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 deconstruct it when you need to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the mo one of the most frustrating parts in that some of the hardest courses is actually in the beginning. Well, when I mapped out my timeline of when I was going to complete launch school and everything else, um, one of the things I told my wife is I said, I'm going to blow right through this um, Ruby portion. I said, because I've been studying Ruby for a year. I know it inside and out like the back of my hand. And uh, I mean, I was just shocked at what I didn't know. Um, and it just, and it was it was a big wake up call. I mean, I ended up spending quite a bit more time than I initially dog-eared for for the uh are, are you are you willing to share how long it, it where you are and how long you've been here and i lost oh sure i think that i started um around march i started the prep course i got serious about it um i think i spent about a month um doing the, the prep course before i actually rolled into uh a, a 101 um and i don't remember exactly when i took my my first assessment but um, I guess I can look it up real quick. Do you have that handy? Um, yeah, I do. So, yeah, I, I do. I so we track everything here, and it, okay. I don't want to make people too scared or anything. But um, no. I have you down here um, as uh, sort of signing up. This is after the prep, about eight months ago. Right, that sounds all right. Yeah, and then uh, you took your test uh, seven months ago, and and you, you did perfect. Um, uh, and then uh, you took your test uh, maybe a week later or so, and you did really well there too. So um, a month into the start of 101, you, you, you passed um, your first assessment.
Good deal. I actually was faster than I than I thought. Yeah. I mean, but there was a gap for the second one, right? There was because O stuff is quite dense. You you know that is. material you have to. Go well, and the irony is, I was I was like, why am I learning this? You know, procedural and I I, I know OOP and 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 I remember really when I even got into OOP, I had to slow way down. And um, it, when you do something like Code Academy, uh, it's great. It, it teaches you the syntax, the fundamentals. But it's like learning a foreign language and just understanding how to, to make the words. But you can't write a novel with it. You don't understand. You don't have the context yet to, to use the language. Um, and those courses just, they don't have enough meat to, to get you there. And that's what really started to change um, with launch school because and what you were doing. You know, a tutorial can't tell you how well you're doing on your own. If you copy the tutorial line by line, it's going to work perfectly. And this is, you know, this is the thing with tutorial too. I'll come back to that, but I have a theory on these things. But <laughs> right. so once I'm done with the tutorial, and then I go and try and code my own thing, and even if I'm if I'm paralleling that that tutorial. Um, it's like training wheels. It's like, of course, this is this is good because it's it's I've just changed a couple of the things and it's still the tutorial. But you you have a really hard time going off on your own. But in launch school, I, I really felt I was really just blown away by the by the code reviews because now I get to go off on my own. I get to take all these concepts. I get to write my own program based on these parameters make it do something, it works. And then now I get feedback on what my code looks like. Like, yeah, it works, we, we forgot that part, but you could have done this differently and this would work better like this, or hey, you did this really well. Uh, and not only that, I've got this, this library of, of 100 other students who've worked on the same program. So I have context, I know exactly what they're talking about when I go read their code um, and I read their review. Um, and that was, I mean, that to me was worth the price of admission because it was like, that was what I was missing. I yeah. I feel like drilling, you know, the fun, the, the individual pieces, everyone, nobody has intellectual problem, you know, understanding it from an intellectual's perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just when you're forced to put it all together, um, that's, that's usually where it, it's, it gets really, really difficult. That's what we try to force people to do, but from, you know, small projects, from the one-on-one level and, and slowly build on it. I mean, it ramps up pretty, pretty quickly as well. So it sure. gets challenging, but that that's the whole idea is that we cover individual, what we call atomic concepts. And then we integrate them, you know, integrate them, slowly integrate them, integrate them, integrate them. And then it challenges you to apply them in a completely different context each way. And it, and I think that's where depth comes in. It's not just, you understand as one concept period as a flashcard but that you see it in the context of various um, exercises or programs, and you're able to appreciate that con uh, con concept from a couple different angles. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's really important to understanding things to depth, right? You start to develop almost an intuition about it, right? It starts to, it starts to form um, a, a mental model right, of, of that concept. I think that's what we're trying to do, right? Have you established a mental model? That takes a lot of time and a lot of practice. So if you're willing to put in the time, um, you know, you're going to make it. So just to tie the question back, if you don't mind me sharing, Tommy. Um, so you've been sure. with us for eight months. 
you're finished with the 100 level courses and you're um, starting the 200 level courses. So I would put that at roughly maybe 40%, 45% or ish of gotcha. the entirety of our courses. You know, that kind of gives a little indicate because everybody comes in, they're just like, I got six months. Is that going to make it? I'm like, oh, probably right. not, you know, but <laughs> everyone's right. different. I don't want to say, you know, lead you the wrong road, but really the key is if you really want to learn things well, you have to set that aside and be willing to learn things well, right? If it takes you four months, great. If it takes you eight months, great. If it takes you 12 months, great. You know, I would just say that just, you know, you're doing really well the way that you work, the way that you study and, you know, eight months, 40% through. Uh, that's not right or wrong. That's just one data point for people right. to, to absorb, right, to, to look at. So I do want to ask about your your computer science experience. You you went in as a junior, so I assume you, you were able to kind of take a lot of computer science courses and kind of move through quite quickly at mm-hmm. this point. Um, where are you at, I guess, that's the question. Also, I know a lot of people ask me about this is, can you provide some insight into, uh, you know, comparing and contrasting what you learned in your computer science courses and what you're learning at launch school? Sure, sure. Well, I've got, I'm, I'm happy to say I've got about six months left uh, and I'll complete the wow. program. That's good. You mean com- the computer science degree? Correct. I okay. got, uh, I, I'm on track to graduate. Uh, I think July 2nd is my graduation day. If everything goes well. So, and I'm pulling good grades. I have no, no reason to believe it's going to change now. So it's, it's been tough. So, I mean, it's, uh, be honestly, I, I wouldn't wish my schedule on anybody um, because I'm, I'm taking a full load and full-time, um, full-time college student. Um, and plus one of the, the deals I made with my wife um, while she you know, brings in all the income for us while I go back to school and everything else is that I would pick up all the, the loose ends. So I do all the, the housework, the, the uh, chores. I run all the kids to doctor's appointments and do homework with them and whatever else. So I have to kind of find a way to fit all this into, you know, so many hours, so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's definitely trying at times. Uh, and there's times that launch school has to slip a little bit. Um, there's times that college has to slip a little bit. Uh, I try not to let the family stuff slip at all, but uh, it all kind of happens. But uh, the, the two have definitely complemented each other at times. There's, there's been situations where, uh, like databases is a, is a good example, um, Course 180, where stuff I learned about through the database college classes um, was, a, was definitely applicable. And um, stuff kind of clicked. And actually, your guys' explanations and things helped concrete concepts that I didn't quite get even going through the college classes. And it, it kind of changes your motivation because I can think if it appears in launch school curriculum, you know that it's applicable to the real workforce. Um, it's just something you really need to know where in college, it's kind of hard to know what, what am I really going to use day to day here versus what are you just giving me? There's just a lot of theory that, that goes out there. I remember taking some Java courses where um, I just got, I pretty much got straight A's in the courses and the instructors were just blown away with how my code was structured and the level of abstraction, you know, everything was at the right level of abstraction and, uh, and the little edge cases that I thought about. And I thought that's purely launch school because they didn't teach any of that. It was just here, Write a program that will calculate the grade of the whole class and break it out by semester and whatever. You know, just give you a series of, of requirements and say go. 
Um, and so I, I sat, sat back and just chuckled um, because it was, I knew how to solve those problems first by based on the way you guys taught us to, to programmatically solve problems. I learned how to structure my code, even if it was, even though it was a completely different language, the concepts, those, those fundamentals were the same. Um, my, my, you know, my naming conventions were, were, were sound. Everything was just, I mean, it just made the whole classes very enjoyable. And uh, I hate to use the term easy because it's all relative, but uh, launch school definitely complemented the computer science degree there. It's so there's, there's been a lot of compliments. There's, there's, there's times it's a detriment though. Um, computer science degrees take you down a lot of rabbit holes. Um, you start getting into stuff like computational complexity theory mm-hmm. um, and or concepts like big O notation, which we'll, we'll learn a little later in the launch school curriculum, um, but you're kind of getting it a little too early, maybe. Right, they make um, you take discrete math usually first, right? Right, discrete math, um, which I actually really enjoy discrete math. But um, because I, it's one of those things where I can see the value of, of, of understanding those concepts um, as a uh, software engineer. But um, you're kind of forced to go down these rabbit holes, which is counterintuitive to mastery-based learning. I also think a lot of programs are kind of caught in between trying to prepare computer scientists as a profession, right? Graduate school, sure. PhD, computer science programs. So trying to prepare people uh, for a career in computer science or uh, providing such a baseline, uh, you know, even more fundamental layer than what we're talking about at launch school, right? Because when we talk about yeah. fundamentals at launch school, we're talking about fundamentals of application development, right? Sure. But, a, but the task of a computer science program or degree is to go even one step lower, which is you can now go into, you know, software for, you know, robots and vision and artificial intelligence and, you know, whatever, right? So it's mm-hmm. almost like one level below. So you almost have to stay uh, theoretical and, and, and the mathematical layer. Um, sure. You know, you might have one course on Python, but probably not, you know, building microservices with TDD. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, those are stuff you don't then those those were the concepts that led me to look for a, a more technical knowledge base because there i knew that when i graduated from the computer science course that i was not going to be job ready not not for the kind of job that i wanted to do not to go work like my buddy and making applications to solve real life problems um i knew that there was another piece i had to have there yeah, so you knew you wanted to get into application development um, early yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, so that definitely helped, and that explains it. I have a question here for you, Tommy. Um, sure. You've had a chance to pair with more experienced developers and see real projects, workflows, and tools. How can other students simulate that environment? So I, I guess the question is, you know, you have the advantage of your mentor, right? Mm-hmm. From a learning perspective, how can other people um, sort of simulate that and learn that on, on their own? That's- that's interesting. Um, I can I would say that that pairing with a more experienced mentor can be as much of a detriment as it was helpful because they have like an, an sometimes you you forget the little things you forget what what somebody doesn't know. Uh, and like I said, a lot of it was education by firehose, and there was stuff that was kind of getting thrown out there. Um, 
that because we, he had to kind of, we had to do real work. We were, we were trying to do these projects and it, I was kind of slowing the process down. Um, I, I felt like, so we kind of really focused on those, those other tools, you know, that, like I said, the team ups and the dam that really kind of helped even the playing field. But I would say that if I had to, if I did not have access to my pair, that I would seek out somebody who was kind of maybe just a, just a fraction above me, um, maybe one, one standard deviation away because they're just so much closer and there's so much. I'll add my little piece of that is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time uh, at launch school. We used to be T leaf Academy. So we, we've been in business for, you know, over four and a half years. And I'll admit when we first started in the very, very beginning, uh, we taught TDD with rails that, that was, we were like, people want to learn how professionals work, right? People sure. want to learn the professional workflows and practices and how real work gets done. And this is what we, what we did. And of course, nobody can follow, right? Right. Nobody can follow anything. And all the questions is like, what's that? What does that do? What's going on there? And you peel it back enough. You realize people don't know local variable scope. Right, people exactly. don't know class inheritance, right? So you can never even take one step forward. And so this is my advice to beginners is always don't worry about best practices. Don't worry about um, the, the quote unquote right way or the way that currently it's done because what beginners need to do is w work through the entirety of that learning curve before you can appreciate why the current best practice is considered a best practice. If you never make the mistakes that led to that best practice, you will have, uh, you won't have the context to understand why that best practice exists. Right. And that's Definitely. that best practice of today may not be a best practice of tomorrow, depending on more problems that people encounter. So I almost feel like learning web development today is like jumping into episode seven of a 20 part series, like a soap opera series. Right. And you're on episode mm -hmm. seven or 10 or whatever, right in the middle of it. And you're going, why does that do that? Why does that do, you know, what's going on there? And it's really, there's this historical context for why things are the way they are today. And understanding that historical context is really important, right? So the learning curve really should be about experiencing the reasons for why the, the tools and practices of today are the way they are mm -hmm. and the problems that they solved, right? And experiencing those problems. So, you know, if you took an assignment at launch school, you know, you just take any random one, for example, one right. from 101, and you took it to a very experienced developer who had no idea of what launch school is, that developer might go, you know what, what are you doing? Why don't you use, right. you know, test-driven development and, you know, object-oriented programming? You're doing it all exactly. wrong, right? That's just not the way that you should be approaching that problem of that complexity. He's not wrong, but... This is for learning, right? There's a reason why we don't teach a TDD style and we don't teach object-oriented programming first because you have to experience that learning curve, that manual way first. And then when sort of the best practice is presented, you go, oh, right, this makes it so much easier, right? I experienced that pain so many times. And, and, and that's where I feel like if you were to pair with a very senior developer, it does, it, it, yeah, it, it's more, probably more confusing than anything. And it's somewhat demoralizing because you're just really like, oh, man, I have to learn so much. 
Well, it's funny you bring up the TDD paradigm there because that was one of the things that I really ran up against. And I've realized months later, he wrote, his, his code was very testable the way he wrote it. Uh, you know, he'd been doing TDD for so long that even without writing tests first, he knew how to structure his code in such a way that it was testable. So then when I would try and go write some code and then write tests for it, I couldn't quite figure out how to test it. Um, and the problem wasn't that I was writing the tests wrong. I had that those concepts down, but the code I was writing wasn't very testable. And since I wasn't doing it in TDD in the right fashion and whatever else, it was just, um, I, I knew that there was a whole lot of missing pieces there. There's some huge gaps in my knowledge. Right. So I stopped. I said, okay, I'm going to stop trying to TDD everything. Um, there's so much pressure. Like we were talking with the senior developers and, and, the, and the way the industry does it, where I would write something um, and then I'd feel bad about it because it wasn't tests. Or I'd even show it to somebody else and they'd be like, well, where's your tests? <laughs> right. like, you know, so definitely steer clear of all that. Um, until you kind of get the fundamentals down. Right. Uh, yeah. There's no, uh, everybody comes in claiming they want to learn the same things and we want to teach those things too. However, you really have to go one step at a time, right? It's almost like looking at a job ad for, for any profession and, and picking up on the pieces of the job ad, but you, you, you really don't have any fundamentals at all. Right. right. And then just saying, I want that skill. You know, I want to know how to do that. Whereas, uh, you know, okay, in order to get there and really understand everything when that topic is presented to you, got to do this first, which is a very mundane and seemingly basic thing. Um, and so that, that's, that's really the goal. Let, let me ask you a few more questions, Tommy, and we'll wrap it up. This is sort of going to be um, fast-paced question style. Um, sure. How many hours a week do you spend on launch school? I know you have a super busy schedule. Um, I... I try to shoot for 15 to 20 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. That's why what I usually recommend people do from a, at least, right? Because less than, you know, let's say 10 or less, you're, you're not able to make any progress and pretty much you just got to practice to, you know, tread water mm -hmm. and keep where you're at without regression. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I guess you want, how, how are you able to sustain that 15, 20 hours a week for, you know, it's been eight months now and it looks like another, you know, easily another eight months in the future. Uh, how are you able to sustain that? Uh, I'm very disciplined with my time. Um, so I have you know, a pretty rigorous schedule that I keep and I just know what I'm supposed to be doing when. So I like I do college in the morning, you know, say from I get up every morning at six, take care of my kids, get them off to school. Um, get my second cup of coffee and I sit down to do college. I do college till about noon and then I switch gears and kick into launch school. Um, and I do that until the kids get home from school. Then I unplug for everything until about um, 8.30 in the evening. And then I try to I do a little bit more launch school uh, before I go to bed. And then, and then I also am in the middle of an internship too. So I squeeze that time in the evening as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. Every time you you uh, you know in a chat room you you mention something, I'm just thinking, how in the world are you able to squeeze that in? But um, 
But I feel like that that's the key to this whole thing, right? Is I think everybody knows the answer. It's just kind of kind of like losing weight, you know, just you got to eat healthy and run around a lot and exercise, right? But it, right. it's hard for for that reason, you know, eating healthy for, you know, six months, 12 months. There's, there's two things that I think help make it successful. Uh, first one is consistency. Mm-hmm. because and, and I didn't read the mastery book until much later into the program. And I wish I wish I knew about it earlier uh, or if I, if I was aware of it, I just didn't, didn't take note of it. But um, it's the consistency. So when it's time to do launch school, it's time to do launch school. Mm-hmm. There's no motivation for me to get myself psyched up, whatever else. The same way when it's time to do college, it's time to do college. It's like when it's time to sit down and do the kids' homework, it's time to do, you know, it's like that's the time that's allotted for it. And there's no like, well, maybe I'll watch it on Netflix or maybe I'll, right, right. You know, do, it's uh, that study where uh, they talk about willpower, right? It's, right. it's, it's willpower. You have a, a finite amount and anytime you have to make a decision, you're, you're taking off a piece of that willpower. And by the end of these choices, you're going to have no willpower left and you're going to, you know, make the wrong choice. Exactly. Um, so uh, I, I totally agree with you. You said what you said, and I usually recommend two things for people. One is have, a default calendar, which is what you just alluded to, which is I don't have to make a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And the analogy that I give is if somebody were to, if you had a nine to five job and one of your buddies emailed you at two o'clock and say, hey, let's go watch a movie, you would say, you know, you're crazy. You know, why would you invite me to a movie at 2 p.m.? Right. That's, that's insane, right? And it's a similar way. You, If you have a default calendar from you know, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, for example. That's launch mm-hmm. school time. That's study time. And somebody invited you to go out to eat. That's the sort of mentality you have to have so that you're not depleting your willpower, right? You right. have to say, are you crazy? It's, it's, you know, 7 p.m. on a Wednesday, right? Why would right. I go out to eat? Exactly. <laughs> as silly well, as that sounds, it almost has to be that way. And the second, the second piece is pretty much just a reinforcement of that. Um, someone told me about breadcrumbs years ago. Um, and the, so the concept of leaving yourself breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel at the end of whatever you're doing. So when I finish up, um, with college for the day, I evaluate where I'm at, what's left to do. And I note what I'm going to start on the next day. So at seven 30, the next morning, when I pick it up, there's no choice to be made. It's already been made for me that I have to write this paper or I need to, mm. you know, yeah. this. And yeah, developers thing. have that trick too. They, they, a lot of developers will say they leave one failing test. Okay. So, so they kind of, it's almost like a breadcrumb or a carrot, right? You can't get, you can't wait to, to get back to your desk to fix that test. That makes sense. Uh, so it's kind of like that. Um, good. And, and I guess one last piece of it is, um, you said you mentioned consistency, which is exactly the attribute that I think is, uh, uh, important or necessary to be successful at launch school. It's really not prior experience or enthusiasm or how excited you are. It's really consistency. And I think Mm -hmm. one core attribute of consistency that people don't think about too much is stability in your life in other aspects of your life. So if you're, personal life is extremely volatile you're moving around a lot right or just there's a lot of sort of personal events going on it's nearly impossible to be consistent right right so having almost a moon moon life where your kids are going to school all right that's great you know every day you do that um even though it's full you know there's nothing no deviations 
right? Right. So you can stay with that full schedule. It's almost like if it's full and then empty and then full and then empty, that's worse than if it was just full. Right. Um, okay. Last question here. How confident are you that launch school will adequately prepare people for, for a job? Oh, wow. Um, it's, I'm convinced, but I've got some external sources that kind of help prove it to me. So, like I said, when I first started out pairing with, uh, with, uh, my, my friend, um, I, I was clueless. He'd, he'd hand over the keyboard, I'd freeze. Um, and then a few months after launch school, he'd hand over the keyboard and I'd start writing tests or I'd start, you know, writing, writing code to make the test pass. And, um, I, we were, when he would start explaining concepts, uh, I was able to follow along and I'd be able to interject piece. I started finding bugs. Um, you know, it was, it, there was this huge metamorphosis that happened. Now, trust me, I, I wasn't leading the show by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I had my confidence level in what I was doing was, was, uh, was tenfold where it was. And he'd even commented about like, what are you doing? I mean, what, what has changed? Um, cause you, you kind of went through a quantum leap here. Um, and later, I mean, to the point that he had a friend that he does work with, um, who started a company, um, that he had to bring me on as a, as an intern, um, because he really seen potential in me and I've actually done projects, uh, for that company, um, on my own. Just so you already on. have a job kind of, <laughs> it's not yeah, even I, after it's just kind of in the middle at the 40% mark. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a, wrote a, um, rails application, um, that feeds uh, a mobile application information and uh, a WordPress website. And it was like, wow, I, I kind of did that. Um, so, and that's, this is at the 45% mark through the program. I, I say that, yeah, I, I've studied on my own for a year um, before, and maybe that helped give me a lot of context. But I know that after studying on my own for a year, if you gave me an empty text editor and came back to me an hour later, you'd still have an empty text editor. Um, I know that if you gave me a problem in a text editor now, I'm going to give you the, my best shot at a solution when you come back. Yeah, that's good. I, I think that's the confidence that that we want people to feel. You know, job or no job, it's 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 really about sort of just you know what you're doing, right? That's the key. Mm -hmm. I feel like even the t the the conversation about a job sometimes is um, it's not even at the core of what we're trying to do because you can you can get a you know job that's not very good or sneak your way through an interview somehow and 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 really not know what you're doing. That's still not good, right? It's it's about really just deep down, you know what you're doing. That's that confidence. Good. Um, that's it for me, Tommy. I feel like um, you know. Uh, thank you so much for for sharing your your uh, background and taking time out of your extremely busy schedule. <laughs> really appreciate it. Appreciate it even more now that I know know uh, more about your your daily schedule. I guess if uh, if people want to find you, chat room, launch school chat room, say hi. Absolutely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, have a good night and. Um, I'll see you in the chat room. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it.